0: And now, weighing in, out of the blue corner, Josh, the Pong, Thompson, 100% and on the other mic, he weighs in in. from the red corner, Big
1: Sean McCutney. Are you ready for another edition of Weighing In? This is our midweek edition where we get to talk about the super fight coming up on Saturday. Remember, it is not at the normal time That you are used to in watching your UFC fights, where it's going to be seven o'clock Pacific or ten o'clock East Coast. This one's going to be eleven o'clock Pacific, two o'clock East Coast. Don't get caught in that position where all of a sudden you, what happened? The fights are over, because we're going to talk about Justin Gaethje and Habib Nurmagomedov. Your man, Josh, he is in for the fight of his life. I think coming up here and. There's a lot going on right now. What do you think?
0: Well, what I think and what you just said is not the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, I, 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 look, I have, and let's get this all out in the open. And I know everyone thinks I'm a homer, and blah, 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 blah. Okay, yada, yada, yada. And I you get got to, a couple I, more blah blahs. No, no. I watched finally. No, this is totally off subject. Most of you guys don't know this, but I had never seen one episode of Seinfeld until like just recently. And these guys with the Bellator crew have just given me the biggest headache ever since. Like, you ever seen Super Master Nazi? of Your Domain and the Master Greatest of Your Joe Domain, and all this other stuff, right? Blah blah blah. There's an episode where they talk about yada 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 yada. It was pretty damn funny. <laughs> it was, <laughs> I, I, and honestly, I've seen a couple of the. I saw the Soup Nazi. I was like, it's okay, I get it. Uh, but it really wasn't my cup of tea. The but the the yada 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 was like, yeah, you know, one of the one of the. Who's the guy, the girl, there was a girl with George at the time and they were dating and she comes, she comes in and they're having dinner or lunch or whatever at the cafe that they always have, you know. And so they set the scene. She's like, he like says something about yada, yada, yada and goes on talking about the story. And she's like, oh yeah, you know. And so uh, so he's like, so what'd you do last night? And she's like, well, you know, my ex-boyfriend came over and, you know, he wanted to talk about stuff and I really didn't want to talk about it. And. You know, but then like, you know, we started getting into it a little, you know, it was like one thing, one thing led do another. It was like yada yada yada. And like today I'm just fucking tired. And I'm like, here you are with your new boyfriend talking about your ex-boyfriend coming over, but it's yada yada. He's like, So finally George goes, I don't get the whole yada 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 thing. Like, what do you mean, yada yada yada? She's like, Oh, well, you know, like, yeah, it's just one thing led to the next, and yada yada yada. And I'm tired today. So it was it caught it was, it was pretty good. I actually I I actually thought it was pretty damn funny. Maybe I'm just a nerd. and But I got to say, Chael, Chael was like just baffled by the fact that I never, and just like you and just like everybody else in the production team, you've never seen one episode. I was like, no, not really. It's a show about nothing. That's what they pride themselves on. It's a show about nothing, which is true. But it was uh, there was a couple of shows that I saw that were good, but the majority of them like, yeah, I could, I could do without. Okay, anyways, back on topic. What was the topic we were talking about? We were talking about what? Justin Gaethje Justin and Gaethje. Khabib. Khabib. You know
1: that fight that coming up?
0: That big fight. That big fight. But Big John did say the fight of his life. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, okay, so look. And and uh, this war, I'm going to go with this. I'm going to go with this. I'm going to go completely off with you guys. All the stories that I've been told, I'm going to tell you guys right now. About what I have heard from people that have trained either with Justin or people that have trained over it. What is it called? Elevation? Elevation. Yeah, people that have trained elevation before and are still good friends with the coaches there. Blah, 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 blah. Yada, yada, yada. Okay. So yada, yada. <laughs> I'm gonna run with that this this whole episode. The bottom line is is I'm hearing that Justin never trains jiu-jitsu He's basically equivalent to a white belt in jiu-jitsu. And we've blue known belt. that. I think we've okay, blue belt. We've known that All for right. the longest time. We've known that for the longest time, though. Yes. But he's got good takedown defense. I've also heard that Justin Gaethje is giving Kamara Usman a hard time in the takedown area department. I don't know how true that is, but I'm simply saying these people that I'm talking to have very, they're pretty reliable sources, people that have trained at that gym and they're friends with Trevor Whitman. Now, I'm going to also say this. If someone was to turn to my coach and say, how's Josh looking? My coach is going to say the same shit that Trevor Whitman is saying. <laughs> He's going to say, yes, you know, Khabib's having a hard time taking Josh Thompson down. That's a fucking lie. Okay, so I'm not saying that's what's going on, but I can't imagine the wrestling pedigree that Kamara Usman has is having a hard time taking Justin KG down. Maybe not the first one, maybe not the second one, you know, but he may be able to get him the third and the fourth. Um. The thing is, is once the fight hits the ground, it completely favors Khabib, and we, we, I think we all could agree no doubt. That. there's no doubt about that. No Will doubt. he get him down? There is no doubt about that. This is
1: what I want people to no, really. That's, that's where that's where you're saying no doubt, and I honestly agree with you. Okay, but most people think ah, he might not get him down because they do not understand the difference in levels of. Wrestling ability, and what one person has done to actually enhance that ability, and where the other person, although he works on his defense, he's not the wrestler that he was before because he's worked too hard in other areas to become very good in those areas. And Justin is very good in his stand up and his pressure, but his pressure will lead to him having moments where Khabib is going to get in on it. And when he does, He's going to be fighting a different animal, an animal that he has not been able to mimic because I love Kamara Usman. He wrestles completely different than Khabib does.
0: Khabib did an interview today, and I want people to remember this because I want them to take a look at go back and watch Dale Cormier's fight against uh, Stipe Miocic. Khabib did an interview today and the one thing that he said was because he saw DC there in uh, Yaz Island or Abu Dhabi and he said this Bru- DC tells uh, him hey he's going to be hard to take down Da like yada 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 <laughs> and Khabib tells him very calmly tells Deo Cormier a two time Olympian DC brother I want you to understand this you shot one takedown on Stipe. You got him down. He hopped back up. After that, you no more wrestle. Me? It's true. I will wrestle for 25 minutes. Nobody wrestles for 25 minutes. I this do. It's true. I, I, I want people to, to think of this, okay? John Fitch is old, retired. He fought someone who was still, I would consider, to be ranked in the top five, maybe top eight. Let's say maybe a for sure top ten when he fought Rory McDonald. He fought him to a draw. You want to know why? Because all John Fitch did was wrestle, 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 wrestle. And it gets to the point where people just cannot defend it no matter what because they don't have the pedigree to continue to wrestle at that level. Now, it's not even like the chaining the wrestling together. They just don't have the conditioning, the wrestling conditioning to do that for 25 straight minutes because they're looking
1: for a place to catch that breath.
0: It will not happen. It will not happen. And look, and I've said this, I don't know how many times Abel Trujillo, Pat Healy, all the other guys that he has ever fought have got back to their feet and he has sometimes let them back up just so he can take them down again and break their will. And and just so we are, are clear, I think he still has the record for the most takedowns in UFC history. Against Abel Trujillo. Yes. And I cornered him for that fight. What was it, 24? Or is it 19? Uh, 19. I 19. think it's 19. 19 takedowns. A lot of that was after the first round. I said, hey, how are you doing? How you feel? Easy takedown. I continue to do this, blah, blah, blah. No problem. Continue, yada, yada, yada. Okay, kept going, kept doing it. To the point where Abel Trujillo never really gave up, but it was there all day long. Look, Justin Gaethje is no doubt phenomenal on the feet. Has some of the most nastiest leg kicks in the game. And do I think that he has a chance? Yes, I do give him a chance. I give him a very good chance to beat Khabib. Do I think he's the hardest fight he's had? Absolutely not. Nope, absolutely I would put him in second maybe. Maybe third, second and third somewhere there. Conor McGregor is the hardest guy he's fought. Hands down, Conor Conor McGregor. And I got to tell you, there's adjustments that Conor could make to make it even a harder fight. But there's also no interest from Khabib. You want to know why there's no interest? The lack of disrespect. If Conor had given him a little bit of respect, I would guarantee Khabib would probably fight him again. Probably. Because the money is good. He understands that. Money would be great. but, but, But Khabib doesn't care about the money but he does understand that that is a portion of of what goes on in this sport. He understands that's what also drives uh the revenue for the UFC. UFC is going to make a push for that. And to, he even though he maybe doesn't seem like it, he is a little bit of a company guy where he kind of respects the fact that like this is a business. What's best for what's best for me is what's best for the company is most likely best for me. I'm just simply saying Justin Gaethje cannot wrestle him for 25 minutes straight and Khabib Nurmagomedov will wrestle him for 25 minutes straight. There's not a thing that he can do to stop it. He can maybe land a one punch, maybe land a couple of kicks. Oh, that,
1: that's it's the not, way he can stop. Yeah, he
0: can stop it. But yeah. it's here's the thing. The speed of him, he is not as fast as Michael Johnson. He's not as fast as Barboza. He's good on the feet. He's got more power. But he is not as fast as those guys to get in. That that's the thing that's that's I'm I'm just breaking it down honestly, John. He is not as fast to land those shots. Does he have the power? So if he does touch, yes, there could be some problems. But you got to get it there first. That's the whole thing. You gotta get it to his chin first. And if you don't get it there, you're not getting the takedown. You're not, I mean, you're not getting the knockout. It's not gonna happen. And in that process, you're getting he's gonna ragdoll you and wrestle you to death. You know it. That's why you're laughing
1: right now. You know it. That's why you're laughing. You're laughing. Look. Well, this this is this is the this is the problem. And and, yeah, I, I in no way want to make it appear that you know I I do not respect Justin Gaethje's ability. I love him as a fighter. He is. Probably one of the funnest guys to watch. He's the nice One of the nicest guys too. Oh, he's a great guy. He's a great guy, but he's he's so entertaining. He's called the human highlight reel for a reason because he brings the fight, and that's in his DNA. But the the difference is this: Dustin Poirier. When Dustin fought against Khabib, there is at least the element. Dustin's stand up is good. He's, he's got good power in his hands. He can land a heavy shot. And, you know, he showed that when he fought Gaethje, he's got good power, but he's also got a very good submission game. Dustin Poirier has got a nasty freaking guillotine arm in guillotine. He catches guys in it all the time. He caught Khabib in it. And he presents a danger everywhere in the fight, everywhere there is. Connor presents more of the danger in the stand-up, you know, On the ground, he's not the submission guy that's normally going for the guillotines or he's going to go for a triangle. That's just not his game. He's going to go more for the reversal or the get back up and get back to his feet. Same as what Gaethje brings. So as soon as the fight hits the ground, Gaethje's problem is this. He is a wrestler and wrestlers are prone to do wrestling maneuvers to get themselves back to their feet. And when he turns his back to Khabib, It's a serious problem, serious problem. And this is where the fight turns because it only takes, you know, one shot from Gaethje to end the fight. Absolutely true. And that could happen to anybody. Nobody is punch proof. Nobody. Okay. But you do have to land that one good shot. And that takes, it's a very low percentage. It takes, you know, perfect timing, right, you know, positioning, and you can get that. And no doubt, Justin could land out on Khabib and could put him out completely and win the fight easily. But when you look at what normally takes place in fights, you know comes goes back to the start of the UFC. Generally, normally, usually, fights go to the ground. Now, guys have become so good at keeping the fights up, but there's certain people, you know, and when you talk about wrestling ability. There's a difference. Mark Coleman was an Olympic wrestler. And, you know, he he went against certain guys that gave him fits because of their danger in a certain area. Be it Fedor, when he fought Fedor multiple times, he had problems with Fedor because, first off, he had problems with Fedor on the feet. And then he had problems when he couldn't really take Fedor down. And when he would try, Fedor would reverse it. And then all of a sudden, is putting submissions on him. And these are the things that can happen no matter how good your wrestling is in the world of MMA. So I take nothing from Justin's wrestling as far as he's a, he was a good wrestler in college. All-American, that's saying a lot. But there's levels to everything, and the level of his wrestling doesn't, compu- it doesn't compute to the wrestling level of what Nurmagomedov brings. He brings a different style of wrestling a wrestling that utilizes a lot of different maneuvers. American wrestling, you know, basically, you know, came from, when you're looking at it, you're looking at, it came from Dan Gable. That's the way wrestlers of today kind of emulated it. And it's starting to, it's starting to change right now. But, you know, for the last 40 years, you know, it was the Dan Gable thing, man. Grind. We were grinders. We will, you know, wear you out. Just that constant hard grind, pushing forward you know that russians don't wrestle that way no they don't and they will they, know they completely do things different everything is a technique and as easy as they can make it they don't they don't work hard as far as you know the press of the fight normally you know it's just a different style and i look and say khabib is a different animal when it comes to the takedown because he will be that guy who, if you don't put him out, he will continue to wrestle you until you die. You know, and, and when I mean die, you physically exhaust yourself in trying to stop what he does. He does it all the time. This is what he does. This is what he works out for. This is what he trains for. So he is in that position where he doesn't get as tired by pressing hard. And a lot of times we'll say, you can only wrestle so long before you get tired. He finds his areas where he takes his breaks especially once he takes you down and uh it's a you know it's a great fight and the best part is when when people think that anybody can win that's you know makes it interesting and both guys are you know but do top they of the think food that? chain phenomenal well but you know they, right? I, I i've seen a whole lot of uh fighters out there saying justin gaethje is going to beat him i've Tell seen me who? a ton Tell of me them. Who? oh my god who
0: there, there was a bunch of stuff on MMA.fighting or whatever I don't even know what it is called some some website some MMA website <laughs> well
1: let's see Edson Barbosa has fought both yeah he lost to both you know and and he didn't he didn't pick it. he says it's a 50-50 fight okay okay i get it and, and that's okay. not it, but it's not i get it well a different style but here's the difference and i look at this if you're going to look at a stand up fighter and you're going to look at Justin Gaethje I'll take Edson Barbosa. Let's yeah. take a put those. Who's got a better stand-up style? Pros pick
0: uh Khabib versus Gaethje. Let's see who. Let's see what pros were, what they were thinking.
1: You're going to see a lot of pros picking Gaethje, and and some of it is you know there's that Homer aspect too, of course. And, uh, but kind of that's kind of where I'm at a little bit. But it's also you get you know you get the people wanting to see the guy who has never been beaten. I want to see the guy that's going to beat him and they believe that Justin can be that guy. In this fight, I think it's going to be pretty much after about a minute and a half, you're going to see Justin hitting the ground. He may get up. He may get up, but he's going to end up hitting the ground again. And it's going to be hitting the ground and working hard to get up and not being able to damage Khabib is going to end up taking its toll. And I just think that's the way I look at the fight. I could be wrong.
0: The, look to me, the guy that's gonna beat the guy that's gonna beat Khabib will be a guy with a very extensive good jujitsu background. That's it. The rest of these guys. That's why I said I felt like Tony would be, potentially have been the toughest fight because, and not only hit that, the not just the darts. It's not just well. He hits the darts from
1: all the angles.
0: He so. hits it from all the angles, but for me, it also is the elbows. He has the sharpest elbows in the game. I mean, outside of Kenny Florian when he was in the game. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, holy shit. It's not just me. It's not just me. He just cut up and fucked up with those elbows. It was a lot of other guys, too. I want to make sure we're clear on that. <laughs> okay. But, and, you know, and I actually reached out to Tony. I was like, hey, man, I'd love to get your opinion this week on the show. And, uh, you know, because he was, he, you know, him and I go sometimes, we'll, chat back and forth through dms i think he wants to avoid this week only because there's a lot going on he doesn't really want to be brought into it doesn't want to steal the spotlight of other guys he's a stand-up guy man he's a really nice guy a really good guy tony ferguson is um but i would love to get his take on this whole thing it really just comes down to the fact that the guy that's going to beat, have the, the best chance of beating him is the guy that has a submission background and someone that knows how to do damage from the bottom, which is Tony Ferguson. Someone who's got good elbows, sharp elbows from the bottom. And he's, he, there's a threat of takedowns, whether it's guillotine, whether it's Darces, whether it's, he, there's a submission threat at all points when you're grappling with that guy. Triangles, armbars, kimuras. He's got it all. He's, he's got a well-rounded game. It didn't work for him against Gaethje, but Styles make fights, man. And that's it's been proven over and over again. That styles make fights, John. And yep. Tony Ferguson's a fucking uh a tough shell to crack against anybody. Justin Gaethje was able to stuff the takedowns, but the pedigree of Tony Ferguson. There were Ferguson, no takedowns. Well they, he shot a couple of times. Didn't, oh, didn't come on. Close. There was no
1: takedowns. If you're gonna it, if you're it? gonna give me the Iminari role was a, was yeah, an attempted takedown, yeah. come on. I get it. I get what Not you're even saying. close. Tony went in there with the game plan that he was going to outpunch Gaethje. That's yes. what his game plan was. Wasn't yeah. a good game plan.
0: But then he, I think what he got it from was that Eddie was able to do it, that uh, Dustin Poirier was able to do it. They were able to withstand some of the shots. And that's my other. That's the other avenue that I go down is that I want people to understand Khabib's got a pretty damn good chin. Let's remember Michael Ch- – oh, not Michael Chandler, but uh, <laughs> Michael Johnson. <laughs> yeah. Michael Johnson Heard rocked Gaethje twice yep. with the speed no. and the power. Three times? Michael Johnson – Khabib. He hurt him, but not as bad as he hurt Justin Gaethje. No. Justin Gaethje was on stilts. Oh, dude. Okay. He was on chicken legs. Sure. He hurt Khabib, but Khabib also kept walking forward after he got hit. Yep. Yes. So those two things together. I mean, I know we're not trying to do, I'm not trying to do the MMA math. You guys, I'm just simply saying the speed and the power hit both their guys, both these guys' chins. Who had the effect the most Khabib's got a really damn good chin with all that wrestling. He's got a really big ass neck too. Okay. And one thing he can do is he can take a pretty damn good shot. I've seen him spar with guys like John Fitch. I've seen him spar with and John Fitch doesn't crack. He barely cracks an egg. Okay.
1: <laughs> I say, that's not even the most impressive, but when you're power. dealing,
0: but when you're dealing with, I've seen him front spar with guys at hundred and 185, 190 pounds, Frank Munoz, pure kickboxer, big guy touching his chin. Like, he's he sparred with very big guys. His uh cousin, uh, Abubaka, same thing. He's got big power. He's very aggressive. Hits hard, you know, and just comes forward. And there's not a whole, like, sure, they love each other. But it's one of those things like, no, 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 I'm in here to win every single time they spar. And other guys are, too. They, I said I said last week, we have, we've got a group of uh, Colombian kids at AK, and they're out there to try and win. These guys are out there to try and win when they're sparring because they're like, oh, shit, this guy's going to take it to me, and which he does. But I, I just simply want to put the fact that, sure, Justin Gaethje is tough. Justin Gaethje kicks hard. Justin Gagey's always a gamer. There's never been any doubt about that. But when it comes down to Fight IQ, ooh, who are you taking, John? Fight IQ, who you got? Uh, who fights the smartest? That's pretty simple. Blah, blah, blah. Come khabib. on. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> Let me hear it. Yeah. Uh, it's khabib Like yeah. Justin gets himself into those fights where it's just he doesn't fight smart. Doesn't mean he won't this fight. He No, he against- fights on nuts. Yeah, and, and that's I love that. I love that about him. And you gotta love it about favorite. him. But I gotta tell yeah. you, if you're gonna call this fight, John, who's gonna win what round and who's gonna win? Give me a round. Give me someone. Come on.
1: I say the fight's over third to fourth round. Yep.
0: And what? Submission?
1: Uh TKO stoppage.
0: I think submission. I think because this is the one thing if you go back Might and be, watch it. Could yeah. be a choke because yeah.
1: he's gonna give his back. He's it's gonna give his right back every time. Him. And and if you go back, you know, and this is going back a ways, but before Justin came into, you know, the UFC when he was at the World Series of Fighting, he had a couple of hard fights. And in those, you know, when he fought Louis Fermo, we mm-hmm. talked about it. Louis Fermo was winning that fight. Yep. The fight got stopped because Fermo's eyes swelled up and they they stopped the fight. But round-wise, Louis Fermo was winning that fight. It was, you know, three not nothing. It was easy, 3 nothing. Not an, easy, not an easy fight for Justin. And that was a guy, you know, Buscape is a good jujitsu guy. He doesn't have the greatest takedowns in the world. No. And he was able to get him down yep. pretty uh regularly. Yep. So it's um, I look at it. You know I love Justin and he is a freaking banger and man he's fun to watch. I personally don't think it's the greatest matchup for him. I think this is the kind of matchup where his style of getting him up himself up off of the yeah. canvas is to give his back, and you can't give your back to Khabib. He's going to take advantage of it and it's going to go downhill from there.
0: Yeah, so I was on Shop Show on Monday. I don't know if you saw it or listened to it or whatever. Um there was a lot of a lot of people- I would
1: listen to you. I can't listen to <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, Brendan. You're awesome. Uh,
0: he he was it was uh you know, I felt like hey a couple of times like hey cuz every time I go on there it's like Khabib's going to lose this time. No, dude. He's always he's
1: always you know, this like, is What's you, on. going on? you got to figure out Brendan Shop's mentality is real simple. Look at I I've already said that he's going to lose he was going to lose to, I think he even said he was going to lose to Barbosa possibly because of the stand up. Then he was going to lose to Connor, no doubt. And then now he's going to lose to Justin. So eventually, if Khabib doesn't retire, Brendan's going to be right.
0: <laughs> oh, man. But I, I have to, I had to sometimes like stop and say, hey. What are you talking about? There's no way. You said Connor was going to beat him and knock him out, or he was going to stop him because you saw his fight with Ali Quinta, Khabib's fight with Ali Quinta, and Ali Quinta had some good shots, and landed, Michael Johnson landed some shots, and Connor's another level. And I'm like, Brendan, I love you and all, but, bro, it doesn't make a difference. Who did the dropping in that fight against Connor? Khabib dropped him, and it, it's going to continue to be that way. When the People are so afraid of the takedown. It changes the the dynamic of the game. it changes what they're thinking is going to happen. It's funny I'm working with a guy right now named Romero Cotton, and i'm trying'm I'm hitting you know I'm helping him with his stand up, a little bit of his patience setting up his takedowns and it changes everything when you tell someone to let the hands go fluidly, but always remember who you are and you're a wrestler and I watch him work with some of the guys that are in here as well. And, As soon as he lets things go smoothly, the takedown comes so much easier. And they're just afraid of the takedown because the fucking powerhouse. But the same thing goes for Khabib. Same exact shit. And it's funny because I've got all these guys that train with Khabib. And these guys are all like former All-Americans, former national champs. You know, some of them on the Olympic team were on the Olympic team. And they're like, these guys just don't even know. They don't uh, even know. And some guy called me out after he watched the Brennan Schaub show, and and he was on the, the social media trying to call me. I, pull up this guy's name, Dave.
1: On. It's off. Go go to Flow Wrestling. Hold it. Hold it. Why would someone even care about? Okay, no.
0: No, because I'm what not. I said was I. Well, what they did, look, what Schaub what 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 Shop show did below the belt. What they did was they clipped. They did some sound bites, which I understand. They did sound bites. But somewhere in there, it made it sound like I said that American wrestlers don't know how to like chain wrestle. That's, I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> what I meant was the chain wrestling that Russians do and Sambo wrestling, wrestling different. Is, is different than uh, someone like Justin Gaethje, who was an all-American one year, his junior year, I believe it, and he took eighth. But then he didn't place his senior year and, and so on. But the level of wrestling is different.
1: Do you remember do you remember this? And this is only going back a year, maybe a year, a little bit more than a year. And, and this is the point. Ben Askren, everyone knows who Ben is.
0: Right there on the phenomenal left. wrestler. That writing. There you go. Sorry. Sorry, phenomenal John. Phenomenal
1: wrestler. A guy that, you know, created a lot of his own style. He did his own thing. That's why he was Astrid. called funky. Yeah. Yes. Olympic, Olympic team. You know, and we talked about how good his wrestling was in MMA he went and, you know, came back to wrestling for Beat the Streets to raise money God. and wrestled against, you know, uh, a wrestler of today. Jordan Burroughs. Jordan Burroughs, you know, Jordan Burroughs, Olympic gold medalist. He's, you know, has had, a you know, even a more successful career in wrestling than Ben Askren ever had. But Ben Askren, if, he, if you ask people that know, can Ben Askren wrestle? Fuck yes, he can wrestle. Fuck. And you go and watch it. It's almost... It's criminal. Yes. What occurs in that match? Yeah. Because Jordan Burroughs just annihilates Ben. Yeah. He put Ben on his back off of the mat on purpose. Yeah. You know he he just just, I mean, I don't want to say anything bad, and it was ugly. But I think Ben that, understands what what was of going Of course, on. Ben. Yes. Ben knew going in. Yeah. I'm in trouble in this. I'm doing this to raise money. So, but if again phenomenal guy by the way. That's the difference between a guy, great wrestler, but you know, he wasn't practicing wrestling no. all the time. And that guy that that's what he does. And that's that's what happens when you have those
0: levels. DC, DC left wrestling on the Olympic team in the, in the Olympic training center, comes to AKA, trains for two years, three years, goes back for the heavyweight Grand Prix tournament in strike force, goes back mm-hmm. to wrestle with some of the guys that he's like. Fuck. And Crazy Bob Cooks is totally man. And he's like, do was getting fucked up. <laughs> Maybe for like just the first day, finally got a little bit of the rhythm, but it
1: takes time to get on that track. You gotta go back, and that's what you've got to just be part of if you want to get that level back. It's it just doesn't come. No, it doesn't. It doesn't come. But so look, so who's this guy?
0: Uh uh, Ashnard. Yeah, astronaut. Yeah. Ashnault. Anyways, what's his first name? I think it's Aaron or something like that. Uh, I don't know. Okay, so look. Regardless. Um. So he. What said, did Aaron
1: astronaut say? I want to
0: hear it. He says uh, Americans know how to put. Put more than one attack together. What's this dude talking about? He's well, referring he's to right. me. He is. And, and it wasn't any way, the way that they cut the below the belt yeah. edit and they put it out there and made it sound like I was talking. About. I said, so I went back and told him, I was like, watch the whole damn show before you come to me, young man. So um, <laughs> I said, I'm not sure. He's like, he's like, I'm not sure it will be enough or could be. But the dude knows how to how to put attacks together uh bad take i'd like to get my hands on josh okay anytime you want son okay uh for 30 straight minutes of all wrestling what do you mean all wrestling buddy i'm gonna kick you in the head quick and easy that's all it is okay as soon as i leave my feet to knee you in the face it's done son it's done okay that's all i'm gonna say look i i obviously i think you you wrestle at rutgers um and i know that uh frankie's over there and he helps kind of help out with the team and stuff Look, I'm sure you're a good kid, but this is not what we're talking about. We're not talking about just straight wrestling. 30 minutes of any type of thing. Okay, my fat, old, lazy, old ass would just mop the, I would mop the mat with you if it was MMA. And that's what we're talking about. We're talking about the fact that, look, these guys, I've got, uh, I've got a guy named Kyle Driscoll. I've got Romero Cotton. I've got uh, Kyle Crutchmere. I've got Deron Wynn. They will all tell you. it's different. Different. MMA is different. It's, it's the chaining together of not just the wrestling. It's the chaining of together of I shoot, I drive on the single, I snatch the single lift. You go to the double drive you to the fence. Don't get the takedown. Can't lock my hands. I back out, punch, punch, enter back in single, maybe double lift, get the takedown, whatever it is. Or I punch my way into the body lock. Try to sag you down can't get it you know chain things together it but it involves kneeing striking elbows, punching backing out coming back in it's it's all those things this is not just wrestling
1: but it's all and it's also the danger of when you when you miss the shot in wrestling mm-hmm. nothing, nothing happens. happens to you nothing yeah. <laughs> there's no consequences you, when you miss it in mma sometimes you pay severely for it someone's so, waking you up standing over you and
0: going hey can you count how many fingers this is kid like that's what happens the reality yep. of it is, is like sure if you shoot in wrestling it doesn't matter you shoot the guy gets behind two okay cool i yep. fucked up all right this you pay consequences especially if you're fighting in fucking other promotions where they knee you to the head on the ground or they you know they soccer kick you in the face
1: or even in present day because i just had connor mcgregor tweet me about showing the knee that he actually hit khabib with that was illegal and saying don't you think they should bring this back what do you think john <laughs> i think I've, you're right connor to bring I, it
0: back i've always been a fan of knee and people in the head though on the ground i've always thought that was
1: uh, that so thing. have i honestly I, I, you know I think it'll never happen I'm i know just saying sucks. right now it will never happen but it i would bring it back if i was king yeah. I would bring back the niece, because there's places that you on your back. You can still fight. You could do damage. And it, as long as the person knows, they can do things to eliminate that factor. So
0: if we ever go back to a king era, I'm fucking voting for you. Thank
1: just, you, brother. Thank <laughs> just, you. You will like the results. Absolutely. Just do it for a
0: week. Just for a week. No, I we might for give a week you, we and, might I, and I lose you. my power. We might give you a month. Might give you a. Moment. Yeah, it takes time to establish your position. That's what. it yeah, is. Yeah, there you go. So look, um, look, young guy. I just I didn't want to get mad at him. I didn't want I didn't say anything negative or bad to him. Uh, and I just want to say, like, I'm talking about the sport uh, of
1: MMA. That's you know what, what, I what I like I'm he, talking about. I like the fact he's passionate about of his course. sport because that's any wrestler, anybody th- that's wrestled, they know, man, what I do it, it ain't easy and it's hard. Yeah. And you say anything that I think is bad about it, I'm going to come back at you. I'm okay with it.
0: But they're but here's the thing: they're trying to compare uh, college wrestling, which is like folk style wrestling, mm-hmm. to Russian style sambo wrestling. Completely different. Completely different. Okay. And a lot of the, the, those Dagestanis in the wrestling and you know, they have success because they they don't they don't wrestle like Dan Gable. They don't wrestle. No. They don't wrestle that high intensity, push forward, smash you, the Terry Brands, and try to get in your grill and make you work until they they break you. They don't wrestle that way. They wrestle the, the lazy, slow, like, wait for you to make a mistake, come behind, work on transitions from one transition to the next. That's how they wrestle. They don't wrestle the other way, you know, and that's the thing is Justin's maybe will stop the first takedown. He may even stop the second. But like Khabib said when he did the interview today, DC, you wrestle, you take one shot against Dipe. He get back up, you no more wrestle the whole fight. Me, I wrestle 25 minutes the whole time. No one can do this but me. He understands. He understands what he's good at. And we talked about this on Sunday. So if you guys haven't seen our show from Sunday, go back, listen to that show too. You... You cannot change something that is is not broken. Leave it the way it is. If it's not broke, do not fix it. Nothing is broke. You're undefeated. 28, 20, 28, 29, no, 28. 28, no. 28, no. He doesn't need to change anything. He's on point to be the greatest fighter of all time. Over GSP. Over. He's been the most dominant, I would say. John Jones is, is close. But John's been losing some rounds lately, and i just losing some rounds. I've always had a little suspect with the whole, you know, uh, we've talked about that. And I'm not going to get into that because I don't want to. Well, it's,
1: a, it's not even, you know, it's John, not even John has had an incredible run. You look at all of the championship fight rounds yeah. and all the championship fights he's done. But there is a difference when you can look at Khabib and say, how many rounds have you ever seen him lose? And the one's kind of suspect. It's kind John- of suspect. Okay. Now you're now you're actually having you know fights with John where people are questioning who won the fight. Yeah, So there's yeah. a difference. There's just a difference. But I will say this: it will. be ca- has been incredibly dominant. Yeah, in every matchup that he's been in, for for the most part, there's been a couple of fights. You know, he had, you can go back and Gleason Tebow gave him problems. Yeah, for a little bit. You know, Gleason got tired of stopping the takedowns, and eventually it changed. But you know, you look at from the time that he fought you know michael johnson then uh edson barbosa alia quinta conor mcgregor dustin poirier all those are you know your your last bit there top top flight and yes yeah. everybody that he's going against going to be top flight now justin's got the same thing man He's fought top, top flight guys yes since he came in man it's been very impressive
0: Look, I've, I, like I said, I talked to people that have trained with Just. I've heard that he's also been fishing around because Kamaru Usman is not there all the time. So he's needed to fish around to find guys with some sort of wrestling pedigrees. Not a lot of people around right now because of COVID. So he hasn't been able to get a, a whole group of guys that are just strictly wrestlers in his camp. He does not train jiu-jitsu. So when the fight does hit the ground, he will turn his back to get back up because that's what he's done and hard habits are hard to break. I mean, long-term habits, I should say. Habits like that are hard to break. He will give his back. And we have seen with the Connor fight, he will choke the shit out of you. We've seen with the Dustin Poirier fight, he will choke the shit out of you. He will continue to do that with all well, of
1: it's these not even, guys. So, you know, the Connor. that wasn't a choke. Yeah. Okay? He was not choking Connor. He was crushing his jaw. Yeah. And that's... <clears throat> If you've ever and we have actually had fighters have their jaw dislocated, yeah, okay, pops out of the socket going back because of the pressure that someone can create. So he's got the chokes absolutely, and he's also got the the face cranks. He's got the jaw crushes that he does. You know, he's a strong individual at 155 pounds, super strong. So, but you know, he he also has some of the best commentary during the fights. Yes. Um, you know. Did
0: you see the video? I I never no, I well. never caught the one where who was he going against? But uh, Matt Sarah was in the corner. Oh, that was when he was fighting Ali Quinta. Oh my God! I'll, uh, uh, Matt Sarah. Oh, is talking about the corner. Fight the too. hands. Fight that. He did. He's oh, like yeah. he shook his head at Matt Sarah. He's like yeah yeah yeah, and Matt Sarah goes I know what you I know you know what I'm talking about, <laughs> and he's like yeah yeah. It was great, and I and Matt Sarah is honestly. Fuck, if you guys have ever – get, if you ever get a chance to run into Matt, Sarah, and you get a chance to talk to him, you've got to talk dude. to him. He's not just funny. He's just – when I tell people that guys are like, this is the nicest guy in the world, he is right up there at the top. There's Frank. Matt is Yeager, not the Matt. nicest guy in the world. He's, he's so the most fun.
1: honest guy because he'll tell you exactly <laughs> what he thinks of you. <laughs>
0: it doesn't matter, but he's a good guy. Oh, he's a great guy. Absolutely great, man. Great Absolutely great. I just – I love being around Matt. He's just – Fuck i was supposed to fight him a couple of times he's just and i'm i'm so glad i didn't fight him because he was really fucking good
1: <laughs> i was like ground, Thank god dude. his ground game is was good freaking good and
0: just a little ball of muscle too also yep. but uh absolutely phenomenal i mean just i was just i was watching that clip of them and and he's talking back to khabib he's talking to him like yeah yeah i get it i understand i know what you're saying
1: <laughs> I'll, I'll never forget when he was fighting michael johnson that was in uh, madison square garden and he's fighting Michael Johnson. He's saying, you need to quit. You need to. Yeah. You, know, you know, I need to fight for the championship. Yeah. And he's just pounding him. He says, you need to stop. I don't want to hit you anymore. Yeah. Go is, ahead and stop. This is my destiny. Okay, I'll hit you more. My destiny is to be champion. Yeah. You know, this is fair. You know, this is right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> this is like. Just crazy. Oh,
1: God damn. Man, this is horrible.
0: do the same thing to Connor when he's fighting Connor. Oh, let's talk now. Talk now. You want to talk? Let's talk now. What you got to say? Which yeah. says
1: a lot when you think about it, because when you're talking what is it telling you?
0: You're not. I mean, well, for me, it tells me you're not really focused. Like Got you're real. You're really just you're skating by. You feel comfortable enough to where you have enough you're control. So comfortable. Yeah. So comfortable in the fight. Look, that's really I, what it is. Well, I've had these conversations with him multiple times. What you people don't get is this: he's had 250, oh, up to 250 sambo fights before he even turned pro as an MMA guy. 250. And it's not like this. Re- I want to remind people, the ACA and the ACB champions. These guys are <laughs> fucking good. No,
1: they're not. They're fucking killers. Yes, thank you. I'm glad <laughs> okay. you made that clear. They're fucking killers, dude. We just—they are awesome. So,
0: so uh, Bellator just signed basically three or four of their
1: champions. Magomedov.
0: Magomed. Magomed. Magomedov. We signed yep. him. We also signed one stud. of their. We also signed one of their champions at two oh five. So Magomedov reached,
1: has only got one loss. That is to Peter Yan. But he's also got a win over. I Peter did Jan. that fight, but he's also had a previous win over Peter Yan. Yep, and he is a stud,
0: stud. And there's he's a couple stud. other guys that they had signed. I think there's five or six of them that they assigned, yep. that they've signed. So look, I don't want to get into Bellator. I want to get strictly into this conversation. These guys are good. So when Khabib says, "Hey, I've fought 250 times," you know, in Sambo before I turned pro in MMA, this shit's like warm up. This, like, you look at you look, think about the guys that have fought in Thailand. They've got like two or three hundred fights, right? And they're like seventeen. Um, they're like seventeen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, if they've got the three hundred fights, they're like they may be twenty-seven. Maybe. but yeah, you're right. But but, but, but at twenty-seven, but
0: at twenty-seven, they're all washed up.
1: Yeah, they can be.
0: They're done. Yeah. They're like, "Okay, look, I'm the old guy now. They bring in, the, you know, bring the Americans in, let me wop them up." And that's kind of what it is. Let me let me just tool them around. That's really what it comes down to. Like when you guys watch Thailand videos and they and like the coaches in the corner and some white guy walks in and says, "Yeah, I want to fight that guy." And the Thai guy goes, "Okay," he takes a puff of his cigarette and throws it <laughs> on the ground and just fucking demolishes the guy from another from another academy. That's great, man. I love it. And that's kind of what you're seeing right now with the legacy of Khabib. Like, hey, I've got 250 Sambo fights. I'm 28-0. I fought all the best guys that you could possibly put in front of me. And he's like, all he wants is the GSP fight after this fight. If Justin Gaethje was a consistent wrestler and Justin Gaethje had a couple little threats on the ground, I would give him more of a chance. I would say I would probably give it 60-40. I give this fight maybe an 80-20 chance. And watch. Yeah, Let's just say some fucking stupid fluke thing happens and he gets clipped. And, and that, that can happen. It can happen. It can. You want to know why? Yeah. Because that fool has some fucking dogs in his hands. He's got, he's got dogs. That guy can throw. And the other thing is, too, is I want to get back to this. I talked about it on the show, on the shop show, too. People underestimate his leg kicks, his calf
1: that's, kick, his leg kicks. I think that's going to be the key. That's the key to the fight. And the real question is this, you know, Justin has to go out and do what he does. Yeah. And if he changes that from the beginning, he's in trouble. So now he's got to go out and he's got to throw those low leg kicks and he throws them hard and he throws them fast. But if he gets taken down when he first throws them, he's going to stop yeah. throwing them right away and it's going to be a huge mistake if he gets back to his feet he's got to continue to go after those leg kicks that leg kick will make a difference on the entry it will slow Khabib down it will make Khabib think about where his leg's at it's a huge factor in the fight
0: yeah it really comes down to also too if Khabib can take him down off of the kick timing so it's whether he can get him down off of that as well, because he can't he cannot afford to take too much damage in the leg kick area. That slows the takedowns down. the pressure against the fence, you're not able to push against the fence and pu- uh, push against the canvas while you're trying to make pressure against the fence. There's a lot of things that can happen when leg kicks start happening to wrestlers, you know. And um, and Justin's got the power to do it. Yep. There's there's so many like there's so many things that ju- there's so many different ways Justin can exploit Khabib. But look, I, I think anyone that says, oh, he can do it. You guys got to take a good look in the mirror and be like, hey, what was the last time I saw someone win a round? Okay, Connor, was it a round off or was it really a win the round? That's what you have to think to yourself. Did he really win the round or did just Khabib just take the round off? John has no answer, right? You have no answer. Oh, I got an answer. What's the
1: answer, John? Oh, Tell he, me. He, he got tired you know, trying to end him in the second round. And he says, you know, I need need to take some time back. I need to relax, get my air back. That's what he did. You know, it was a close round. It wasn't like Connor, you know, smoked him in the round. But he definitely uh, took the round off. And I thought Connor won the round. But um, that's that's called smart fighting. You know, Robbie Lawler is the king of taking a round off. Yes, he will go out there. He'll throw hard shots and go. I'm tired. I'm going to take the next round off. You know, and he does. And he he won't even throw a punch sometimes. You go. No. OK, I know what you're doing, but you know, that's that's you got to have that confidence in your ability to go out there and fight around knowing I'm just going to I'm going to cruise. You know, it takes confidence to be able to have that ability to go out and cruise against a good fighter. Well, OK, so look, we've talked we've talked a lot about Khabib. Let's talk about
0: Justin. I also listened to some of the interviews they did uh, yesterday. I think it was while well, they did the presser and they talked. Justin's fucking way bigger than I recall. He stood face to face with Khabib, and he was like a good, probably maybe two inches taller than him. And I was like, "Wow!" I mean, maybe it's the shoes. The, you don't know about shoes. They're, inch, clo- they're close. They're to close. They're close. They're close to the same size. But I would give Justin being the taller guy, Khabib being the thicker guy. That's kind of where we're at. But what Khabib's I like back is Khabib's
1: back is thick. Yes,
0: his, his his fucking ass and trunks, like his his quads and his, I'd say, like kind of where the short stop. And up, he's thick, man. Like his his calves and all that. He's got that those thick bones, you know. And I've spent hours training with that got guy. Thick bones. Yes, yes. He's <laughs> he's a thick bone guy. Like I, I, if I wrap my hand, I have small hands, you know. Don't please don't ever repeat that. But I have. Small, <laughs> if I try to wrap my hand around this dude's wrist, like it gets maybe three quarters of the way, maybe, maybe. He's got a thick. He's got that thick bone density a little yeah. bit, you know? So, but with with Justin Gagey, he's a little bit taller than I thought. Um he, he,
1: what he's about an inch taller than
0: could be. I think he's, he's when I saw maybe. him face to face today, it looked too, but it could be the shoes also. He's got the power. <laughs> I think he's got the I think he's got the potential of stopping the first, maybe even the second takedown. How many can he stop though? That's the question. Two is can he hide his leg kicks behind his punches without getting taken down? There's a lot of little things that we can we can I can steer off in this different direction, but one thing that I will say this, man, this kid's a good kid. Yeah, I listened to his interview about how he's excited. Like if you know, as soon as he that bell rings, his mom can retire. Yeah, and I, I love that. That that to me, right there, I was like, man, like you just good on you. Yeah, as as a as a parent, you know, you did something right. You know, I mean, you feel, you feel blessed that like your kid is doing this all because of the, you know, like to help you because they know, he knows how much you've helped them, man. You can't, it's, that's hard to get out of your child. That's hard to get out of anybody in life. And I'm just, I'm, I'm, I, when I was listening to that, I was thinking to myself, this is absolutely amazing. You're a fucking phenomenal, phenomenal person, you know? And as much as I want success for you i don't want to see this i don't i don't want to see you win this weekend but i I want for i want success for you like overall in life period just in general absolutely i i i just man and i've 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 i think people have looked at what i've said about him and have thought that like oh like i'm being a jerk about him look i want to see him fight for a long time and i i i said in the beginning when he came into the ufc when he fought michael johnson i'm like you cannot fight this way you can't That's fight it. this way forever, and he, he showed against uh, Dustin Poirier. He got away. He got away with the Michael Johnson fight. He got lucky and got. got I want to say lucky. He got lucky, but yeah. it, it didn't he didn't get got lucky hurt twice. He, bad. Yeah, bad. But he broke Michael Johnson's will. Oh yes. But when you fought, when he fought guys True. like Eddie, and he fought guys like Dustin, the wills, the willpower, and you're not breaking those guys' willpower.
1: But this is where you got to give both Justin and his coach Trevor Whitman got to give them credit. Because he came in and he beats Michael Johnson. Then he loses to Eddie Alvarez. Then he loses to Dustin Poirier. And he was doing the exact thing that had made him successful throughout his run in the World Series of Fighting. Yep. He was going forward, throwing big shots, being the berserker. And now it wasn't working. He was taking too much damage you know, during the rounds. And they it was adding up to the point where he was... You know, being diminished to the point someone can get rid of him. Then he comes out and he fights James Vick. And that fight against Vick, you had a big knockout, but you could see little elements of him resetting where he never reset before. And then when he fought Edson Barbosa after the Vick win, he fights Ed, Ed, uh, Edson Barbosa. And you can see a complete difference in his just the mindset of, I'm not going to be the crazy guy going forward. I'm going to be, I'm going to give pressure. I'm going to be that guy that comes forward, but I'm not going to take crazy chances. And that was, you know, I, there's no doubt in my mind, Trevor Whitman looked and said, Hey, we, we got to be smarter about this. We've got to disengage at times too. We got to take a breath. I want you to step back. Don't leave yourself in here. Hey, and one of the big things he does, he, you know, you'll watch Justin when he throws that right kick. He dips to his left with his yeah. head a lot. He also does it when he throws that big looping overhand right. And he stopped doing it a little bit. He kind of stopped doing it when he beat Donald Cerrone. Because I know that Donald had watched it and seen it and said, okay, it's going to be there. And all of a sudden, it wasn't there. And so, you know, in his last fight after that one was Tony Ferguson. And, man, you go back and look at what he did in that fight and his just patience the patience he had in that fight because it was he knew tony was going to come forward he knows he likes to come forward i don't have to worry about chasing this guy he's going to come towards me yeah let me just catch the that right distance and when i explode i'm going to come into him hard and i'm going to exit out and then reset and come back and let this happen all again and that's what happened time after time after time and you know tony took so many big shots in that fight so many and if you really look, Justin didn't get damaged hardly at all in that fight, which is super impressive.
0: What he super did was he let Tony. Because that was a big change. He
1: let Tony come to him. And That's he it. slipped
0: a couple and threw big shots, and Tony was there to be hit. You know, yep. my dumb ass went at Tony. He just fucking <laughs> filleted me open with elbows, fucking like a Ginsu knife. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty. Anyways, um, yeah, I agree. I, I feel like he got really smart after the Foyer and the Eddie Alvarez fight. Yep. He, he started catching on started realizing what he had to do he realized there's levels to this game the guys that i was fighting the, in the world series of fighting this is a different level and he had to make some adjustments the michael johnson fight he skated he got by he got by and he realized after that like okay what do i got to do then who did he fight after that he fought uh eddie after Bago. He, he, he fought eddie i fought michael eddie johnson. after that he lost Great fight though, one of the best I think I've ever seen. Oh. And I, then I watched him fight uh, Dustin. Dustin, Porter. same thing. Great fight as well. One, probably another one, one of the best I've ever seen. The Eddie fight was a little bit better, I think, because uh, it was it was it was like Eddie a more was, back and forth. Yeah, Eddie was swollen up, and it just had that dramatic feel to it. And but I mean, I, I had criticized him during those two times of his loss. I'm like dude, you can't do this. You can't do this at this level. You cannot do this for very long. And as much as I'm a fan, I want to see you fight more and longer. And and it just, I was like, man, you're you're knocking on devil's the, the devil's door. Like, you keep doing this. Your career is going to be a fucking drop in the bucket. No one's going to remember who you are. People are going to remember him now. There's no doubt. Like, he's fun. He's fun. Not only is he fun, but he's evolved and gotten so much smarter so much for the james vick fight yep definitely one of those ones as well first round ko nice setups nice strikes just touch touch boom boom he didn't lunge in on big shots he just touched touch touch opening was there bam done it was over then he fought edson barboza like he just systematically just walked him down walked him down made Edson
1: fight walking backwards and i said well, he assault. was smart today he took the kicks away from edson yep Right away.
0: No different than if you guys go back and you watch the Fedor versus uh, Mirko Krokop in Pride. Exactly yep. what he did. Walked his stayed inside the kicking range so he couldn't get the kicks out there and just laid leather on him. And that's exactly what he did. Laid the leather on him, and that's exactly what happened for that fight as well. He, got, he took away the kicks um, and was able to just land and touch his chin and the fight was done. You know, then he got Donald Cerrone. I mean, one of those fights where just Donald's Donald's not the guy that he was, he used to be. But Justin fought, I can't take anything away from him. He fought a good fight, fought a smart fight. He just went out there, touch, 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 didn't exert too much energy, didn't fight stupid, didn't, like you said, didn't lean to the side on the overhand right, didn't lean to the side on the kicks, didn't do all those things that Donald maybe would have studied and said, like, okay, look, he leans that, I'm going to throw the head kick. You know, and that's what Donald's famous for, is throwing the head kicks, you know, and figuring out your game. You know, with Tony Ferguson, um, with Tony, Tony just came to him and it made it a little bit easier for him, but Silas, I think Tony, I think he looks back at that fight. He's like, look, I, I can still do this. I can still, I can find ways to win. He's got to make some changes, I think to his game now that, uh, Justin's figured him out a little bit, but I think, I think if they, but, but Justin though, or not just, but, uh, Tony's game is a game that can beat all the other guys in that division. I, I, I give me, give me another guy that he can't beat. I think Dan, I beat? think Dan Hooker it might be a hard fight for him, but everyone else, I think I think he I think he does I think he
1: beats all the other guys.
0: I think I think I think, guy, I think he in beats my Michael opinion the,
1: the guy that gives uh, Tony Chandler Chandler actually matches up really well with Tony. I think. I think Tony beats him. I wouldn't say easily, but Tony beats him because.
0: His conditioning, because of his darts, because of his guillotine, those are things that Chandler sometimes leaves himself out of position. Plus,
1: I'm, I'm, Chandler is a lot smaller. How many smaller. times have you seen Chandler submit? No, I've never
0: seen him submitted, okay, but I've also exactly. never, I've never seen him close to being submitted either. Oh, I have. Have you? Okay. Yeah, but you, you know, it, there's so those. the knee guys bar that, gets Marcin held, right? That was bar. a tough one. Ooh,
1: okay. that was nasty. But you talk about Leon Edwards. Yes. Yeah. You know, but that's one. i'm sorry i'm in the wrong way uh, I just screwed that up neon edwards would I, that his style that's a, that's a tough style for tony but that's a 170 and 155 so it doesn't matter i'm an idiot
0: oh yeah you yeah, yeah. No, know t- t- a- michael chandler to me i think is a tough fight for him in the first round but so was edson barboza and look what happened to edson you know um i just i look i put tony at that that area where the fight can go everywhere but the one thing is he never made the adjustments in the fight with Justin, and that cost him the fight. Had he tried to wrestle a bit more, had he tried to get close in the, and press him to the fence and elbow him and dirty box him and all those things, I think he would have had more success. But he didn't do that. So he like, he stayed at the fighting range, and that's where that's where, that's where where Justin Gagey wants you. And so I think that's that didn't work out for him. He didn't make the adjustments between rounds. But if I look at the – I'm looking right now. I'm looking at the – uh the rankings, glad right, you are. Yeah, sorry, man. We're we're having some <laughs> issues. I, good, I, I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, you look at the rankings. We've got Justin gaethje who's fighting for the title here, so he's the interim champ. Dustin Poirier. Tony matches up well with him, With Dustin Poirier. Uh Tony and Connor McGregor. I would love to see that fight, just to be honest. I would love to see that fight. I think Connor maybe beats him, but Dan Hooker is a tough fight, I think, for for Tony also. But if the fight gets to the ground, I think Tony is able to... I
1: was going to say, why do you think Dan Hooker is a tough fight for Tony when ground-wise, Hooker's okay on the ground. He's not bad at all. He's got a decent ground game, but his stand-up is really sharp, but not super powerful. Compared to who? What do you mean compared to? You're,
0: are you comparing him to somebody else, or are you just saying, like why do I think he's a hard fight for him?
1: Uh, I'm saying why... And that's the kind of fight where you saw like an Edson Barbosa. You saw what Tony did. Edson Barbosa, Dan Hooker. Yeah.
0: It's comparable. Yeah. You want to know why I think it's close? Because yeah. if you look at uh, John Jones and Gustafson, when guys are to the length is they're not used to. Tony's yeah. used to being the longer guy. He won't be. He won't. He'll be the longer guy. Maybe or maybe not. They're, they both have equal range. So when oh, Tony's yeah. used to hitting guys and getting out,
1: that You're ain't going to happen get out without getting touched.
0: Also, too, I would. I would. And Dan, I think uh, Hooker's faster. He's gonna touch, touch and move, touch, touch and move. I'll give the advantage to Tony because of the grappling and a little bit of the wrestling. But he's have okay, a hard fine. time getting him down. I'm gonna give yeah. the advantage to Tony, but, but if think- it hits the ground, yes. I agree with you. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not pitching that argument. Okay. But Tony's not also doesn't tend to go for takedowns.
1: Not anymore. he <laughs> make the
0: adjust. <laughs> the, the adjustment wasn't made against uh, not anymore. Justin. But I think he has the advantage there. There's, there's no doubt about it. But I think Dan Hooker poses a threat because I look at the John Jones and the Gus fight when he finally had to fight someone who was equal length. It posed a problem. So I can go down that list and all those guys there. But I mean, the bottom line is, is that I think with Justin and be Justin offers the threat, but is he the toughest fight? Absolutely not. No. I think Tony would have been, would have been the toughest fight for him only based off the elbows for the cuts from the ground. Khabib normally has a shaved head when he fights. Cuts happen in the hair. The hair clogs it up a little bit, and kind of keeps slows the bleeding down a little bit. No hair. We saw what happened. What was it? Eve's uh, Edwards and Joe Daddy Stevenson. It was like, oh, it's a good one. That was it. Was it was that was gross, dude? That one. That one. That one,
1: you. I'll, I'll give you a little story on that one. I don't know if Let's I've ever told it. you Let's that. Do, one. Uh, this is story <laughs> time. I love story time. Story time. I refereed that fight. And in that, what you're talking about is Joe. Daddy did a really beautiful move, because he takes uh, Eve's down, and Eve's is on his back, and Joe grabs the ankle like he's going to go for a leg lock, and sit back, and Eve's takes his hand to to grab up. Joe lets go and brings an elbow, and it cuts Eve's right on the side of the head. Yeah. And it's all—it's honestly, it's about an inch long, but it hits an arterial vein, and it just starts. Oh yeah every heartbeat it's spraying out and it's pouring out and it gets to a certain point where he's on on his back and he's moving around and his head's on the ground and it actually is starting to run out and pool you know like a uh, like a crime scene it's just pouring yeah. so i finally got stop time i take him over to the doctor and the doctor is david watson who works in the nevada state Athletic commission And we had had a fight before that, you know, he had talked about arterial cuts and, you know, hey, don't worry about the blood. You know, they're not going to bleed to death in here. You know, it's really about the location. If it's spraying out, it really doesn't matter. So I'm like, man, you know, let me get him up so we can at least get him so his face is cleaned off so he can see because the blood is, he looks like the movie Carrie. It's all over his face. I take him there, right? You know, Dave goes, ah, you know what? Cuts not that bad John. I said, I didn't think it was. I'm just making sure you're okay with it. And we put him back into the fighting and probably about 40 seconds left in the round. He makes it through it. And by the time he's all covered with blood and he goes back to his corner and I'm thinking, all right, man, you know, we're going to be fine. And David Watson comes you know, up to the cage and he's, you know, signaling me and I walk over and I say, yeah, what you need, man. He goes, you got to stop the fight. Ugh. I go, why? And he goes, John, you got, you got to stop the fight. He's lost too much blood. I go what do you mean he's lost too much blood davis said. you told me he can't bleed to death in here right and he goes i would say that he's lost between 500 and 750 cc's of blood he goes if he was in the hospital he'd be getting uh, a transfusion he goes he's lost too much blood i can't let him go anymore so i go over and i tell Eve, hey the doctor doctor's gonna stop the fight on you and he's no i'm fine i can fight i said i know you can fight brother i said they're not gonna let you (laughs) and and man i felt so bad for him so bad because the cut was on the side of his head he goes john the the blood didn't bother me i'm fine i said i know man i know trust me but
0: when they got done with that fight though it was like a puddle
1: oh it was bad
0: and there were spots of puddles it was was one it It was was the most it was the most blood ever
1: in a fight yeah you know and there's ones that people will talk about and go no No. not not as much as
0: this one there was one, the only one that I've seen, like I wouldn't say close in terms of blood, but that had kind of the same look. When I watched that fight, I got a little cringy, like, and I'm not, I'm not afraid of blood at all. But I'm like, it was gross to see in ease. Like it was like spurting out onto the canvas. Yeah. But then Adam Piccolotti had a fight as well against somebody where he had the rear naked and he cut him in the forehead and he squeezed with the rear naked and then fucking blood just went right at the camera yeah just right right at the camera i was like oh (laughs) shit (laughs) fuck but yeah that was gross that was nasty um okay so let's let's talk about this let's talk about what after khabib does what what does justin do uh after if justin wins who does he fight next if justin loses where does he go if khabib wins where does he go and if if khabib loses what does he do
1: Wow. I mean, it's, you know, I I think that the real simple, let's go simple first, because the champion is Khabib. Yeah. Uh, Justin is the interim. And I love the fact that he says, no, he's the champion. And he's right. Yes. And if the champ wins, respectful. I love it. I love how respectful he is. If Khabib wins, I don't think that there's anybody left for him in the lightweights. You could sit there and, you know, I guess pick out somebody, you know, for him to fight. But who, you know, Tony, he's he would be the only he's guy. A, Tony would be the only yeah, guy. Yeah. But I mean, Tony's not in that position where you go and he's, he's coming off of a loss. Yeah. you am going to put him right in a fight with the champion. I said that, that you can't do that. Yeah. You know, he's going to have to at least come back, at least get one win. You know, he gets one win and you want to put him back in there. Okay. But, you know, he, he's gone through the who's who in the UFC as far as lightweights. There's nobody else there, so you have one of two choices. You've got that super fight. If George St. Pierre wants to step back, and come in the you know the cage again and try to beat Khabib, at, we'll say at 165, great. The only other thing that I would say is, hey, give him that last shot at the welterweight title. Yeah, you know, put him in the in a you know super fight with if it's Kamaru, you know, put him in a fight with Kamaru Usman give him that shot at the welterweight that's a fight i'd love to see i don't think usman wants that business Uh, sorry i'm sorry we'll see but that would be my my idea for khabib you got the two you've got the super fight with saint pierre or you've got him you know going after the welterweight belt to see if he can become a double champion but i don't think they're going to want that because he's talking about this bit that being you know his last fight he would be in a position to get to thirty and zero at that time, and if he did, he's going to walk away, and he's got two of their belts. That's not a good thing.
0: Yeah, but Dana's come out and said publicly that like he's willing to go ahead and try and make that dream come true that his father wanted. So I think letting him fight for the title, I don't think he'd be against that. He may have to defend it one time. I know that the goal was for him to get to thirty and zero. That was the whole goal for his father. the The conversation has already been talked about. Khabib's talked about it. That my dad's, he's, you know, my father's always wanted me to get to 30 and 0. He obviously has always wanted him to have the GSP fight. I, I think Dana will try to make that fight happen with no title at 165. Just because I think could be, our GSP can make that weight without killing himself. And we mm-hmm. could see a real fight between the two of them at that weight. And, and GSP, But is it a real fight
1: now? What do you mean? Come on. How, what, George is going to be, what, 39? If that fight uh, happens. By the time they fight, he'll probably be 40. Yeah.
0: Okay. But what what and, wait, so, wait wait? What, what what how old was he when he beat uh Michael Bisbing? Was that on a real fight?
1: That was, was, that, in, that, that, okay? was, in, was that was in 2017. 2017? Yeah. So he was 37? Yep. Three years is a long time, man. No, I agree. I agree. You, know, and it, I agree. you gotta look. What made George St. Pierre what he was? Well, speed was one of those factors. Okay. 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 I'm gonna play devil's advocate here. He is
0: not, he is not the um let me just say he's not the token fighter I'm sorry as soon as I retired I was like okay where are we going to drink let's go do this <laughs> that is not GSP GSP's not at McDonald's fucking eating Big Macs no, that guy's in the pool every single day doing his workouts showing them online showing how ripped he is at 39 years old okay this there's a di- big difference between what, what other fighters will do when they get out of camp that guy never took a fucking day off and I think his whole life look at him 39 years old, he's shredded,
1: just a true athlete, and he's still shredded. Trends, just There's trains. a difference between being in fight condition and having a beach bod. But the, but the <laughs>
0: jiu-jitsu aspect that he brings is what scares me. You talk to, to Dan or her, you talk to any of the guys that train at Henzo's, those guys, they'll all tell you, he's fucking physically super strong, yep. and he's also... Like, they, they don't even know how to compare it. They're like, he he's black belt level, but also, like, black belt competition level. He's a black belt? No, no, no. I'm saying, like, black belt level is one thing. Like, yes. like we can get black belt from fucking online. Oh, yeah. Okay? He's he's a black belt level, legit black belt level, but he's also competition level black belt. You know, like, if I, if I say, okay, look, I'm a black belt, okay, but then I compare myself to, like, a Leo Vieira or a, oh, come on. a Marcus Bucecha or it's World class. Yeah, we're world like class a, a a Hafa, Hafa Mendez. Like get the fuck out of here. We're, there's <laughs> levels to that game. That's oh, yeah. not the black belt level we're talking. I'm talking about like people talking about GSP being at that level, you know, training with guys that are at that level and being able to tap them consistently and just beat them. And that's what I'm talking about and then you put that in with his striking and mix in with his wrestling and mix in with all of his jiu-jitsu, he has never stopped t- training a day in his life. He's still at John Danaher's. He's still at Hensel's. He's still training with Faraz. He's still doing his pull workouts. He's still doing all of that. I think he poses, I, I think outside of all of that, Tony Ferguson, but I think he poses in Conor McGregor. Those are the two guys I think pose the most threats, but in different levels. But I think GSP poses the top highest level because of his jiu-jitsu game, because of his wrestling pedigree, and also because of his, his unique standup, he, There's going to be standup that, that that little flying Superman jab he does. be ain't seen that shit. I'm going to try to mimic that in sparring one day when, you know, to help him out. But it ain't going to be at the level that GSP does it. You know, his grappling is going to be at a different level than all the guys he's ever fought. You're talking about, you're talking about the... This fight would be for the goat. You have to. You have to make UFC would have to put a a fucking belt together instead that says of a goat.
1: BMF belt. It's gonna be a G-O-A-T belt.
0: That's the belt. Bo- <laughs> that's the belt to have, and that would be the belt. That would be the belt to make for those two guys. You know, what I mean, like as much in. I love watching John Jones fight, but you can't keep, put him in the conversation. And Silva, I can't put him in the conversation. It would be those two. That's it. That's it. no, no one else right now. No one else.
1: Okay, None. so then Justin Gaethje wins. I think there's a ton. Oh, uh, yeah, lots. There's match-ups. still left though.
0: There's still left left. What do you got? Which what oh. what fight what fight puts you there, like, oh shit, I gotta see that fight.
1: I'd love to see him and Connor. I think it'd be <sighs> fucking phenomenal. It would be fun. But I, yeah. I would I'd take him in a rematch with Dustin Poirier. I'd like to see that. I would like to see him against Michael Chandler. That would be fun. He's got a ton of fights that he could, you know, have in the lightweights with some of the guys there. You know, there's there's a ton of possibilities for him for Justin
0: uh, for Justin Gaethje. I want to see the Connor fight. Yep. The one that is for me, I want him to have his red panty night. That's <laughs> it. I want him to have red panty night. I want him to like be like, hey, guess what? My parents never have to work again. That, after hearing his story and he after would be in that, things, that That's what that I stratosphere. Want. I want him to have that. That's what I want him to have. I want him to have that. And then whatever, whoever's reminiscing around there. I mean, after that, like, I think to me, Connor, the the fight to make would be if he beats, if he beats Khabib, the fight to make would be Connor. You want to know why?
1: If Connor gets passed up.
0: Yeah. If Connor gets passed up. Yeah, no, no. I'm saying. They're matched up if, in January. If Justin. Oh, Dustin. I don't. The contract's not signed. I think they're matching up in January. Mm, I don't know. I'm hearing that uh, they want to pay Dustin nothing. They want to pay him his normal contract. No no pay per view, nothing. Yeah. Because there's no fans. Where's the love for Dustin? No fans. That's why they don't want Connor to fight. I know. You said that a bunch of times. You said. And for those of you fans at home, I want you guys to understand you're talking to the Oracle over here. Okay. It's Big John McCarthy. You guys need to get it. It's the reality is is
1: money. It is about money, man. You know, this is a good year for the UFC. They're doing very well right now based upon still getting a lot of pay-per-view buys. They're going to get a ton on this Gaethje versus Khabib fight. So it's going to be a good month for the UFC accountants. But when you take Connor, Connor's costing them a lot of money, you know? Mm-hmm. And so all of that, you figure that, a, you know, an arena on a Conor McGregor fight, you're looking at a gate somewhere in the area between and eh, let's say 12 to $18 million. That's a, that's a lot of money you're giving up having the fight either at the Apex Center in Vegas or having it at Fight Island. You're giving that money up. That's mm-hmm. just throwing out. So it's tough. We don't have a choice. What? I can't no. hear you. Speak into the mic. You don't have a choice, though.
0: Speaking into the mic, buddy. A
1: choice of what? Of having a gate right now right now well they do dana dana came out and said basically that he doesn't want to do half gates because there's areas he could do texas and go to like texas stadium because that was like connor's suggestion and you know florida you know put half the seats same thing in florida but he's not he says he's not going to go until he can pack the house but if you
0: do texas stadium i mean that's that's more than that's more than what thirty.
1: Oh yeah, 000. you could. Well, you go to Texas Stadium. Let's say you put thirty five thousand in. You know, that's more than you would do at ha- two mobile.
0: Hello, I don't
1: understand why.
0: It's the I mean. way I look at it, yeah, I look at it too that way. But also the viewing for it is not the same. No, it's, it's so far away. But from, the,
1: but you, those screens, dude, they're yeah, huge. That's very true. I've been there, and that is man, very tell true. you what, it, it's you can see. Yeah, there's. I don't care where you're at, you can see those screens are huge. <laughs>
0: I just want to see that fight. I want to see Justin and, and Connor. And then I think it leads, if Connor does beat Justin, then it leads to like kind of like a little bit of a round robin. But I think it could be maybe out and done by then. He just, he doesn't want anything to do with Connor. He's just like, I'm good, man. I've already beat him. It wasn't close. The fight wasn't close. None of the fights have been close with him. He wants new blood. He wants new talent. He wants, I mean, I understand. And I, I said this forever. I've I've said this for the longest time. When you get guys that are at the top, right, and they've, they've been there for a while, they need something to motivate them. They need they need fighters to motivate them. They, they, the opponent needs to motivate them. I think with Khabib, it didn't really matter. Not much motivated him. It was his father that motivated him. Now, it's like, I've already beat you. There's no reason to go backwards. I've already beat Dustin. I've already beat, you know, uh, Connor. I mean, he's already beat Ale Quinta and like none of the guys also. He could sit there and fight, you know, uh, Paul Felder and Charles Oliveira and Dan Hooker. But the story would be the same. It'd be no different. It'd be no different at all. You know, Felder, I like Felder a lot as far as a commentator. I like him as a fighter, fighter. as well. Great fighter. Great fighter. But let's be real. The takedown defense with him and, and uh, Charles Oliveira, I think, poses a threat only because he is slick on the ground. He does, he does have good transitions like, as far as in terms of when he's being taken down. But I just think physical strength, he just doesn't have it. I mean, sure, you can hit the technique and potentially it could be there, but it's no different than me saying like, yeah, Justin Gage has a good chance of knocking him out. It's the same. thats I give the odds about that much. Talking yeah. about odds. Oh, Let's shit. Weigh in on the odds. Oh, shit. You want to go there. <laughs> Let's go. So, you guys, we have a new segment called Weighing In On The Odds, which is brought to you by mybookie.ag. And uh, you guys can go there. We are uh, going to talk about the odds. Yo, what you got there, buddy? Podcast Dave? Can you pull up the odds for us? Can
1: what you- are the odds now? Because I knew what they were. They were minus 370, I believe, for Khabib. It's gone It's gone even farther because it was started at 315, went 335. Is it 370 oh, now? Yeah, it can't be good. A lot of it money is going on Min- Khabib. I
0: saw earlier at 375, so maybe it dropped to 370. I think the Cannoneer fight, right, is equal. That's a good fight. That Last I saw it was 115-115. 115-115. Both negative 115-115.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of that fight? I think Whitaker walks away with it. I think Whitaker just is the more overall MMA-style fighter. I love uh, Cannoneer. Jared is. Yeah. I did his first fight at heavyweight when he came to the UFC. And he is just a super nice guy. He's, but the, the real my real problem in this fight for him, he is a boxer. And he goes into the ring to hit you with his hands and boxing level. And he's got yeah. some kicks now and stuff. But I look at Whitaker, and Whitaker's the overall fighter and stuff. He just does yeah. everything. And I think that overall game might be the difference in this one. But it's a good fight. It it's, should be really fun to watch.
0: I'm on the right thing here. Yeah, yeah, right there. Justin Gaethje, yeah, Khabib.
1: Okay. Just really
0: sure. Well, there, if you look at the dates, the dates is 10 24. So you have um, Umar. Umar got pushed to 10 24 because he got a staff infection. Ramazanov, he got he got a staff infection last week, so they pushed him to Vegas. So he'll be in Vegas. So does Islam. Islam's going to be fighting in Vegas too. So they're already both in Vegas, the two of them. Okay. Um, so Justin Gage, So here we're bringing you guys a new segment and hopefully you guys enjoy it. it's called weighing in on the odds nice little sound bite there buddy okay Got go to my sound? bookie go to mybookie.ag or mybookie.com works as well check out the odds but justin gaethje versus khabib and margamed Medoff is minus 3
1: 345 is khabib okay So that's close it was 335 i think last time saw. okay what is Joe? Justin is plus what? Two seventy. That's you know if you if you're looking, I always go with saying if I'm gonna bet in that situation, I probably bet the dog because the dog has a chance in the fight. You know, Justin Gaethje can land a shot, can hurt Khabib, can put him out. Do I think that you know the odds are about right? Yeah, I do. I, I would say the odds are somewhere in the area where you're gonna have to put down you know three hundred and fifty bucks to win a hundred on khabib that's telling you that he is a you know commanding favorite in the fight do you do you agree with those odds uh yeah i would actually think they're going to end up somewhere around uh minus 400 yeah four to one yeah i don't uh, bet
0: i don't bet on my friends so i'm not betting on that fight i don't bet (laughs) on my friends i don't bet against my friends obviously but i don't bet on my friends either um go up to whitaker whitaker is minus 115 and so is uh, Janineer. He's minus 115 as Didn't well. It's an
1: even fight. That's perfect. Now you can just go with the guy that you actually think is going to win the fight.
0: Yeah. Even fight. I would go Whitaker. I would go Whitaker as well. Yep. I think Whitaker's going to be able to stop the takedown and be able to slow the the pace down. I think the only person to be able to do what uh, something to him is Izzy to Whitaker. The only guy that's going to give Whitaker
1: a hard time is Izzy. Sorry guys. That's it. Huh? You're, yawn, you're yawning over that fight now.
0: Yeah, man. I got up hella <laughs> early this morning. Got a couple workouts in. I'm trying to work this fat beer belly off. I'm getting old. Um, Walt Harris versus uh Volcroft. I paid for
1: some of those beers, man. Yes, Come you on, did. man. Yes, Enjoy those. Yes, <laughs> so, no. you did. Yes,
0: you did. Man, I like that though. It's a, you know, I, I gotta get in there when I can. <laughs> um, who else? There's a couple other fights on this card I wanted to uh, talk about. What do you think about uh, Walt Harris versus Volkoff? Alexander Volkov? I think that's a good fight. What's the
1: odds on it now?
0: : Minus 180 for Volkoff and plus yeah. 150 for Harris?
1: See, and I would take the plus 150 with Harris. You would. I would. Volkoff is not the guy who is going to beat you on the ground. He's going to beat you in the stand-up. He's yeah, super tall, six foot seven. But Walt is six foot five. So you know, he matches up well in the height, the reach. I would think that Walt actually has the longer reach than Volkov. Mm-hmm. And when when Walt is fighting his fight, moving, sticking, he's tough to deal with. Yeah. And Volkov is pretty static and linear. And he doesn't give a lot of angle changes. He doesn't bring his head off center line much. And I think Walt has a very good chance of putting him away in this fight. And if he's the he's the dog in this fight that's the guy i would go with after everything walt harris has been through uh oh,
0: i read his interview the other day yeah i say it was yesterday i read one of his inter- i read his interview and he's like i realize that there's still hope for just people in general he's like it just it made me feel really good to realize that there's really good people still out there and it made me feel good to read that like honestly right now i think with everyone going through covid the fucking election is a total shit show. Like everything going on, people, the media is a fucking joke. All this, other sh- joke. all this shit that's going gotta on. I love it. It's nice to sh- it's nice to hear and see someone believe in that that humanity is still around. I, I gotta tell you, man, it, it's I, I wish him the very best. I hope he gets the win. And uh, I think he, I think I agree with you. The athleticism, the potential to, with the wrestling, the power he has. We've seen Volkov. He's been knocked out before. He's been starched before. And I think Wal Harris can do it all, so uh, that's one thing I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see that fight, that definitely. One. Um, well, that's our odds, right? That's our odds. That's our odds. So I mean, like, are, are you telling are you, you? So you're bet you're betting on Gaethje. Am like, going to make that it, bet? No, no. But you would, like, if you're a betting man, like, if you're looking but at I was the odds, a betting man.
1: Yes, I would do one of two things. I would either go Gaethje or I would go the. Under, Ooh. interesting. Because if you're looking for Gaethje to win the fight, he's going to win it by knocking Khabib out. And if you're rounds. looking at Khabib winning the fight, you're looking at saying, "I think that he would get rid of him somewhere in the third or fourth round." And I believe that the under. Let's see. This uh, actually four and a half. Go scroll down to Khabib. There you go. So uh, four and a half for Gaethje
0: is the under. Oh, it's the over. Sorry. The over is four and a half. The under is four and a half for Khabib. Yeah. I would say the under is four and a half for
1: Khabib. That's pretty.
0: Yeah. I would bet. Oh, yeah. I agree with you. I would agree with you. Yeah, for sure. Justin, uh, plus 155 for the over. Yeah. He would have to win earlier. Yeah. Good fight, man. Good. I'm excited for the fight. I don't think it's going to be as close as people think it's going to be. Obviously, and I'm a big fan of uh, Joe Rogan, but Joe is gonna say like he does for every uh, major fight, the greatest fight in UFC history. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, lo- I lo- love, I love, I love when Joe says mm-hmm. it. I'm like, bro, I just saw this fight last week. You said the same shit. I love it, but it's like, come on, man. But hey, it's the hype train, bro. I mean, I think Justin deserves all the hype he gets. He beat yeah. somebody that had what a 12, 13 fight win streak, 14 fight win streak, and Tony Ferguson. And uh and this is the fight, man. This is the fight that everyone is pumped up about. I'm fucking pumped up about it.
1: Is Joe Joe's not going to be part of this fight? Is he? I think he is. Is he? Is no? he going to? Uh, no, he's not. He's not there. I, I thought I it will. was because
0: John Anik posted a picture of him, DC, and Anik, and he's like, yeah, the crew back together again. I don't know if that's. That means they're going to be there this weekend, but he posted old pictures. He posted like pictures of them when they were like 19, 20, 25, <laughs> but it was great. Joe had hair. No, he wrote, we know. miss
1: you in Abu Dhabi, Joe Rogan. Oh, I thought uh, it was. Yeah. Nice I didn't of, think like, he was crew. gone. All right. Smart man. Which is, uh, you know, Joe, Joe basically only does the pay-per-views now. As, this is pay-per-view. You know, domestic. We're, oh, we're domestic. thinking pay-per-view. about it. Doesn't even I, was know. Like, I was like, domestic. John, John,
0: this is pay-per-view, buddy.
1: Well, I, I said normally he does. Yes. he does all yeah. the pay per views, and this one is is one he's not going to do. So.
0: Yeah, I think he is. Uh, I, I I saw something about him yesterday or two days ago. Uh, his his producer Jamie got Jamie um, COVID. COVID. Poor yeah. guy, man. I, I'm sure he's gonna be fine. He'll be, he said he, he, he Joe was talking about how he feels fine, but they just we're gonna put the filming on on hold for a little bit, maybe for a couple of days. Jamie should be back. I mean, we, our protocol too for Bellator is like you know we're a ten day period and. You know, get get our test back, and uh, as long as we get two negatives back, I think it's two negatives then we can get back to work, which is kind of nice. All right, well, hey guys, uh, just so everyone remember is just so everyone remembers this fight is really early. The prelims I think start at nine. The main card starts at eleven a.m. on Saturday. So, Pacific, m- yeah,
1: Pacific time. So you guys, twelve got- o'clock. I think, yeah, What's twelve on? o'clock East Coast, and two o'clock main card. To, oh yeah, it's better
0: for you guys over there, jerks. <laughs> this time,
1: jerks. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> what do you want to talk about? Just, just don't forget to gonna... mention that um if people are betting on my bookie this weekend, they they might as well use my bookie because they get double the deposit.
0: So, if you guys use your, if you guys are gonna bet at all on these fights, okay, you guys got to use uh my bookie. Use the promo code Wayne in. Thanks for reminding me of that, though. You forgot that, didn't you? Promo code weighing in. Also, they double the, they actually double your first investment up to $1,000. So if you put $100 in, they give you $200 to gamble with. So if you want to bet $100 on Khabib or you want to bet $100 on Justin, they'll give you $200 to bet on them and you basically win double the money, which is nice. They'll go all the way up to $1,000. So if you give you, if you put in $1,000, they'll give you $2,000. I mean, they'll give you another $1,000, which gives you $2,000 to bet on. Absolutely amazing. Hopefully you guys use that. Just remember, promo code weighing in. When you guys sign in, double double your first deposit. Absolutely. Do it. I'm, gone. I'm already in. I'm already balls deep in this shit. I don't bet on my friends, but I'm telling you right now, there's a couple, there's a couple uh, lines that I'm looking at. I'm like, all right, let's go. Hello. Show me the money. <laughs> John's like,
1: only one of us is up, baby. Oh, man. Whatever. <laughs> you, you,
0: you bet. You took the, the easy fights. I took oh, the then why ones. didn't you? Because I don't do that. I bet on the oh, odds. God. I take the odds. <laughs> if I bet 100 and I have the potential of winning three, I'm like, yo, I'm in. You're all in. I'm in, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to hit the horse races here pretty soon, too. <laughs> I'm going to become a fanatic. It's going to be horrible. I'm gambling junkie. All right, guys. Well, hey, hopefully you guys enjoy this episode. Look, um, our subscriptions have... It's kind of slow down a little bit. So can we get you guys to hit that thumbs up as well as share our content and our video to everyone? Hit us up on, and also copy and post the links on Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook, all those. Share our videos everywhere. We appreciate you guys. Uh, we're growing. We are getting bigger. And uh, sponsors are recognizing us, and we appreciate that as well. So we can uh, start finally paying Podcast Dave, which is kind of nice. It's kind of nice. I mean, so he can just shush over there in the corner. But uh, we want to thank you guys so much. You're the reason why our podcast is growing. And uh, we like that you guys like our content. Look, people have actually been taking our content and putting yeah, it on, putting it on stealing their Stealing our
1: content, putting it on their website like they own it. John, Who the John, hell are they? John
0: says stealing. I say promoting. <laughs> but we have a difference of view in this whole situation.
1: John but, also says website instead of channel. Yeah, that's very true. He that it shows how old he is.
0: Old. <laughs> I posted a picture earlier on Instagram of me holding a 2600 Atari. You might recognize that, John. I don't know if you ever played video games, but that was kind of in your era. I was a kid, but it was like you maybe were what? I don't know. 15 at the 50. time? 50? <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you were probably fifty. What do you now? You just had a birthday, what, last week, right? What do you say? You're 80 now. I
1: think you just turned 80 this week. Well, now I'm 80. 80. I'm, I'm surprised a- since you always flop it since I'm 58 I- now. Yeah, okay. No, I'm, so I'm, you're 85. You're, you're, there you go. Yes, I figured, you know, yes. you're you're giving me 5 years. Thank you very much. I yes, you that. guys <laughs> need to understand. He's 85
0: now. So when you guys see John next time, say, "Hey, happy birthday. You're 85." You look birthday. good for 85. You actually kind of do. Hey. You're I'm surprised nice. you don't have like uh more wrinkles on your forehead for that age. But uh, I me? You, you got got a, full I look like
1: a fucking Sharpe puppy. Full man. head of hair, baby. That Not,
0: I got. That ain't going anywhere. I ain't going nowhere. Podcast Dave can't say this. Thank same. God,
1: because I got so many scars on my scalp, man. Jeez. If I had to shave my head, who look like a roadmap. Podcast Dave. <laughs> you talking about it? It's over, bro. We
0: talking about if you're gonna lose the battle, just shave it. Bro, I, 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 told that, I, I, told, I told DC that oh, I sold I told
1: DC that after DC after his lost the battle. Is he, he not only lost the battle, he fucking gave up friends and family members. He let the enemy flank him. I told him, I said, <laughs> bro, you've lost the battle. I said, like It's not
0: called hair loss. It's called facial gain. You're just all face now. (laughs) Like, just just shave it. Like, it's you and LeBron. You and LeBron are on the same page, DC. When you go from having a four
1: head to a five head, you know there's
0: a problem. (laughs) Very true. Very true. All right, guys. Hey, we're on all the audio platforms as well, so please hit us up on there. Hit the subscribe button there as well. We appreciate you guys. uh, We're blessed, man. We're blessed that you guys listen to us every time, share our content. Other people from their YouTube channels to sharing our content. So why not you? So thank you guys so much. And I hope you guys enjoy this show. This is our midweek show. Hit up my bookie weighing in. That will double your first uh, deposit. And hey, enjoy. Have fun. Enjoy the fights. We will see you on Saturday. Right after the fight. We're going to break that shit down. I cannot wait. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. See ya. See ya.